Yeah, man. Don't wear that shirt, man. Well, no, no, wear the shirt. I, I want to see the reactions you get. Because, again, I could be wrong. You know, I'll be in my, um, pre like, preppy type bag and shit. Like, this was like last year. I decided, you know what? I want to go for that type of look. Like, I want to look like I was a nigga from the hood who made it out. And I might have make it out the hood money. I don't want to look like I'm walking around with $1,000 in my pocket, but I might have 10000 in the bank, though. Yeah. A lot of pastels and shit, polos, the loafers. Make it out the... May I got make it out the money. Yeah. <laughs> ah, that's funny. So I, will, so I went to Marshall's and I got three big polos. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but... Uh, it's a whole different thing when you put the loafers on with them, nigga. <laughs> Where you get the loafers from, Marshalls? Probably. No. <laughs> I got some Cole Hines right. and shit. So they don't like Tommy Hilfiger or some bullshit? No, the Cole Hines. Oh, okay, Cole Hines. Yeah. I'm rich, so I don't fuck with Cole Hines no more, nigga. I got, I got fucking... Fake Yeezys. Yeah. <laughs> A fake nigga, they fucking... They uh, they're not fake, man. They uh, rejects. Manufacture, manufacture uh, a little bit more. Manufacture a little bit more. <laughs> <laughs> they ain't fake. They just uh, over manufactured. They got they got extra stitches and shit. Extra stitches, nigga. <laughs> they put extra work into these. <laughs> they got extra stitches, nigga. You know what extra stitches? Shit, I'm trash, man. Oh, nigga. I'm fucking wave. You know that. I got the sauce. I had the motherfucking sauce, nigga. You know, you know that shit. Nigga. That shirt. It's been a lot. See, what inspired me to get your shirt? I got it from, I got it from a thrift store, nigga. You know what I mean? But. Somebody gave that shit away. <laughs> like, this is not working. This is not working like I thought it would work. Here, y'all can have it. <laughs> <laughs> No, nah, it said it was the the designer brought it in because it didn't sell. I guess <laughs> <laughs> like maybe I could donate this bitch, get five dollars or something, <laughs> help with my overhead. But <laughs> oh, so I asked this little chick, I was like, "What you think of this shirt?" She's like, "Oh yeah, it looks nice, nigga. Or I give you some pussy." Did you get the pussy? Hell no. Nah. Exactly. I let you know everything right there. She didn't say that. <laughs> I heard that in. And she worked there, so that probably Oh didn't my know. god. <laughs> you you at least gotta ask somebody who don't work, just somebody walking past. Yeah, I should have. I should ask this badass Albanian bitch with the sleeve tattoo and the nose ring, man. She would shoot a thought. She's like, oh, you like one of them rich, you like a rich Arab nigga with that shirt on. Bro, they murder gay people over there, man. That's not how they dress. <laughs> shit. Nigga, shut up, nigga. That's not a gay nigga shirt, <laughs> I'm telling you. It's a see-through rainbow, nigga. I mean, when you put it like that, <laughs> like, I mean, when you, when you, like, take all the nuance out, well, it's not a lot of room for nuance in the see-through rainbow shirt, man. 
<laughs> what is, is it silk? What material is that? Big ray. <laughs> <laughs> That's the gayest <laughs> material. That's the gayest <laughs> material you can have. Oh, there's no tags. I just imposed on it that it's a Louis Vuitton shirt made by Virgil Abloh, man. I just imposed that on that shit, man. You don't pay attention like me, man. It might work. It might throw them off. I'm telling you. Like, Louis. All right, so listen, man. Virgil Abloh took over as the head of uh, menswear at Louis Vuitton. Right. And. The first thing he did was come up with a campaign focused on two things, Michael Jackson and Wizard Oz. So a lot of this shit is, is you look at that shit, it's all like holographic, multicolor shit, just like that fucking shirt. Like bags, shirts, shit like that. So, most, you know, bitches would think that's some Louis Vuitton shit, man. Especially I put on the Quavo glasses, nigga. I put on the Quavo glasses with the... With the fucking offset sneakers and some, and some fucking tight ass jeans, all them hoes on my dick. You might be right, bro. If you don't blow your fucking nose, man. Nigga, I didn't went through two pieces of uh, paper towel. You ever think about stop doing coke? Nah. Just <laughs> needed that shirt, nigga. Right. <laughs> It's a vibe, nigga. It's a vibe, nigga. You know the vibes. You know the vibes. <laughs> nigga, if you got on the see-through rainbow shirt and I can see your nipples, I know you do coke. <laughs> it just come with it. Man. I know this thing got some coke on it. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Surprised he didn't give me like a little like like a little packet and shit with the shirt. <laughs> like it's a little packet on the inside. Thanks for buying. Nigga, put that shit under under the fucking the whatever the police use to test that shit. That shit gonna turn pink like a motherfucker, man. It's residue all over that fucking shirt, nigga. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't, sure do don't, don't go to the airport with that motherfucker. <laughs> that shirt do look like I do coke. <laughs> a lot of coke. I wear that bitch in Europe and see how many hoes be on me, man. They didn't love that shit. They don't love that shit in Paris. Yo, 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 we back at it again. Shit, you got your boy Lou Money over here, Louis Newton. Bell Furious can't join us, but he here in spirit. But you're here for another episode of Anthropopagy. We out here mining and mining the culture. Whole lot going on. We gonna get to it and through it. You already knew it. All right. So, what we talking about first, man? Yeah. First, first and foremost, uh, we've had a lot of, you know, we, we're we're a progressive podcast here, so we like, you know, our main phrase is "live, nigga." So we had a few people that didn't came we've out. Never said that before. <laughs> I said that in a bit on stage, and it worked. In a <laughs> I was like, hey, any cuckos in the room? I know it's a few of y'all in here, man. Live your shit, nigga. Live, nigga. <laughs> and that shit was fire. But yeah, so we're going to bring that to the pod, man. Some live nigga shit. But yo, 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 yo. So first and foremost, we're talking about 
Um, you know, it's been a lot of uh, famous people that have come out recently, whether on purpose or inadvertently. Um, starting off with the dude that in this, this you know, this is kind of like a bright spot in this Trump America, all this hate that the, the biggest selling song of all time at this point is by a black dude doing country music. Country rap is the song that he did in here. And he comes out as gay. And he came out the right way. He didn't come out leading with, hey, I'm this gay black dude doing country music, so listen to my shit. He was, after all the success occurred. Wait, hold on, hold on. Let, let, let me uh, interject something, like, because that, that sounded kind of, you said he didn't come out in the right way, like, there's no real wrong way to come out like what I think you're trying to oh, say. Me, I'm just let you, wait, let me, let, wait, let me let me finish. Like what I think you're trying to say is he didn't use his sexuality to get notoriety. Like he just he went and was doing it and just said, "Hey, by the way." Sounds. I mean, I said, I, I said that. I didn't use those. I didn't use those those poetic words, sexuality to get notoriety. But I I said that exact thing that he. He came out the right way. <laughs> Bro, I didn't, you can't nigga. say we a, a, a progressive podcast and then say, oh, that nigga, he ain't come out the right way, though. Fuck that nigga. Homo ass. <laughs> like, that's the back end of coming out, of somebody coming out the right way. Like, what's yeah, coming out the right, right way? way? The wrong way. I mean, there what is a wrong way. To it? What's coming Kevin's out the wrong way? Hey, nigga, huh? you get caught with a little boy, he's like, oh, okay, I'm gay now. Okay. <laughs> was still alive, and like that fucking documentary came. I was like, "All right, it's true, guys. I'm gay. That's the wrong way to come out." Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I I can't argue with that. Yeah, you're right. There's a right way. Like not saying that there's a right way because that's like a way of like straight explaining or mansplaining. It, that's what I was getting at. Right. That's. But I get that point. On but the flip side, that's what the you just said made perfect sense. <laughs> so, Lil Nas. Biggest song of all time, been on the top of the charts for however many months, just killing shit. And at the height of it, at his peak, he came out and was and just dropped the gay bomb. Like, I'm a gay bomb. <laughs> what, what, what you? Yeah. yeah, yeah, nigga, you ain't know. And it wasn't no big deal. Like, and then like he kind of did it cryptically in a song, but then came with a tweet like, "Oh shit, I thought it made it. I made it perfectly clear." Like. Yeah, nigga, it, it is what it is, and so, of course, people lost their minds. Like it was all the black people. I hate to say when, it, black, black. When like I didn't see that. Yeah, enlighten me. Ooh, like my timeline was horrible, man. Like <laughs> all that toxic masculinity, man. No, I wouldn't even say toxic masculinity. That it's, I'm gonna just, I'm gonna say that homophobia is an issue that is prevalent in the black community. It, it just is, it is what it is. Like black people, I feel like it's a part of toxic masculinity because, and the reason I say that is because we define masculinity to be this very, uh, very direct. You know, kind of. They can't see those hand movements you're doing, man. We're doing a podcast. So I Don't I, put I, your hands back up. Put your hands down. Well, I'm explaining it. They're going to hear words, man. Use my words. Okay, I'm using my words. So 
masculinity is a fragile thing. Like one little thing, like, oh, your pants too tight. Oh, you dyeing your hair. Oh, you know, this or that. Oh, you gay. So that's part of toxic masculinity, especially the the homo. So that leads into the homophobia. It's like, really? Like, why do you care? Okay, so. What I'm gonna add that's to that? That's so Drake type of nigga that did all those all those videos about Chris Bosh. Yeah, that was like ten years ago though. Like it, it, it was a different time, and it was it hilarious. It was not ten years ago. It wasn't. Nah, that wasn't ten years ago. That was when LeBron was playing for Miami. That wasn't ten years. Ago. Well, I guess it was ten years ago. Yeah. Close to it's 2011. But go on. All right. So. Yeah, wow. Two years ago. The reason that I kind of dismissed the toxic masculinity is because of the ridiculous amount of females who was riding that same wave who were also on it. But just like you don't have to be white to be a racist, like you don't have to be white to be a white supremacist, you can be black and furthering the white supremacist agenda specifically because you've been brought up. And it's all around you. Like, you could be that black police officer who is going to abuse his authority and brutalize a black kid. Mm-hmm. You could be that black security guard who's going to follow around a black kid through a store in a predominantly white neighborhood because black people steal. Because that's how that that's because the same shit that makes white people think that has gotten to you. And now you're thinking yeah. that. So. Yeah, you see, you you identify with the black male crime problem. Exactly. You're perpetuating white supremacy. And put a pin in that because we're going to really get into that a little bit later in the episode. Like, keep keep your ears open. But so I think the toxic masculinity is a good, that's a good description for all the hatred that was coming. It's not just homophobia, but it's homophobia coming from the lens or th- coming through the lens of toxic toxic masculinity like black black men especially aren't able to well i'm not gonna say we aren't but stereotypically we are looked at as as uh as ve- very masculine like you can't show weakness or like that's how the hood brings you up steel sharp and steel you you got to be portray a certain image and coming up in that like that that's how a lot of people's mindset is so when they see something that defies that they instinctively go against it and it's not right he's soft he a bitch he's gay like that's just the natural progression of like and it's all negative shit and we got to kind of try and get away from that so speaking of Lil Nas X he's saying like look you can be successful because in a lot of black artists too like that was the thing with them feeling they got to portray a certain image or else the public wouldn't accept him. Like, he... Hey, no, I got it. I'm gay. Do what y'all want with that. Still got the number one album. And another mm-hmm. person who did that, I'm going to just segue right into the next one, is Tyler, the creator. And this yep. nigga was egregious with it. Like, and Yeah, this nigga made love songs about that shit. Like, the quote is like, leave that girl. Stop lying to these niggas. <laughs> Like, that's a song on his album. I haven't heard his album. I haven't heard that shit. <laughs> Take your mask off. I need an out of the picture. Take your mask off. Stop lying for these niggas. Stop lying to yourself. I know the real you. Halloween ain't for a minute. Lose the costume. You need to chill. Okay. It's fire, man. Like, and the thing is, 
Like, yeah, you would think it was fire with that shirt. Nah. <laughs> 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 but yo, man, like the thing about it that was great was he did all the production. Okay. Um, like he's got features on it, but it doesn't say like, oh, Kanye's on it. Oh, Playboy Cardi's on it. Oh, so and so's on it. He did all the production, all the arrangement, all the songs. And he beat DJ Khaled, who had like pretty much the Avengers of hip hop on his albums all the time. And, you know, constant, like his main ad lib is, we the best. <laughs> and he beat that nigga. You know, yeah. being, doing something that was not commercial per se. Right. He did videos with a blonde wig on. I, I didn't see, like, none of that was on my radar. None of it was on my timeline. I didn't see. You know what I did see? Oh, and I didn't even see this. I just kind of saw reactions to it. That Funk Master Flex. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> that freestyle he did on Funk Flex. That shows a lot of growth. That dude can go on there and say, me and Flex is in the index looking for dudes with buff decks for hot <laughs> And Funk is like, this guy is so big and talented. Pause. I got to just roll with him and laugh at it. I can't be like, oh, you can't, nigga. Get the fuck out of here. I can't miss to see this nigga about that shit. Hold on. Free rock him. Free rock him. I might fly to Sweden to free him. Braid my wig ASAP. Tap on my ribs. Switch with him. Then I can fuck all the sweet men that I wanna. Actually, I'm gonna heat it up real quick, motherfucker. I'm LeBron. Listen, Flex, we just met, but I know it don't seem like all Kelly wet dreams. I always keep 16s, nigga. <laughs> Flex looking in the index for buff net niggas just for some hot butt sex. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> what? What made you go with that verse? I don't know. <laughs> what made you go with that verse? I got a little cousin. When I die, he'll probably take my estate. I always tell him being self and always strive to be great. Nigga. <laughs> hey. The important part on the last of that seems that. Like, I told him to always be himself and strive to be great. This nigga being himself. Hopefully, he's being himself. I'm not because sure he's not like just trolling. Like. <laughs> is that gay? Uh, I don't think it's gay face, man. Is that gay face? Are you, are you gay facing? That 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 that's black face talk. He biting, huh? Yeah, I, I I I don't I, I don't know. Like I don't want to say he tell somebody they not living they but nigga. I, but fuck all that flex. Is that nigga gay? I wouldn't mind if he was. Like, I, 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 I don't like him, but it's not because he's gay. Or it's, but how did you get that? Funk Master Flex might be gay out of that. Nigga said, uh, "We in the index something looking for Tyler neck butt sex." Like, like, and, and Flex didn't that. correct him, huh? You just heard him say on there, like, what made you go with that? Why did you say that? He was asked, he was questioning him right after he said it. Okay, so this is gonna. All right, no, I'm not even. I'm not even gonna preface it. I was watching a interview. I'm not sure uh, where it was, but they were talking about Stevie J, uh-huh. and they had him on the phone. Like they they called him. And asked him about it because somebody in the radio station or the whatever room they were in was like, 
Yeah, you know, Stevie J was on stage kissing Lil Wayne in Miami. Like, and somebody had the cell phone video. Like, he went up, he gave him a play and kissed him right on the mouth. And they like, well, that, that's crazy. That's, but I guess somebody knew Stevie J. They called him right there and was like, hey, what what's this I hear about? Like, you was on stage kissing Lil Wayne. Did, did that happen? Like, in Miami? Like, he's like. I'm not sure I was in Miami at that time. The appropriate response, if somebody says, were you kissing a man and you're a man and you're not gay, is, no, I'm not gay. That that definitely didn't happen. Like, what, what are you, that's just a natural response. Not saying there's something wrong with it if you are, because let people right. live their truth. But in this society, that comes at living your truth often comes at a cost. So with Funkmaster Flex, for Tyler to spit that and like how he was looking at him and Flex was looking at Tyler and him to say, why would you spit that? Like, why would you pick that verse? Like, nigga, why are you saying that? You know it's not cool to out somebody who not out. He didn't say, hey, nigga, for the record, this is a freestyle. I don't know. Nah. I don't know, I mean, that's bro. True. That's a theory. But it's, it's that's not even a theory for me. Like that's just how it came off to me. I mean, it's a, that's a school of thought of like maybe you just being cool with the whole, whole situation. Like yo, like I'm a little caught off guard. Or it could be why are you telling people what we doing? <laughs> why are you telling them about the index? <laughs> the index ain't for public consumption, man. <laughs> well, why would you say that? I mean, if that is what it is, then you know. It's a new day, man. It's 2019. Yeah, he can't. That's why I said, like, was he? I didn't know. Shit, maybe he did. Everybody coming out. So, you know. Shit, Gerard Carmichael. So, like, he did it kind of in a cryptic way. Um, Yeah, he was, like, I listened. It was on um, The Breakfast Club. He did an interview. It was just him and Charlemagne on the interview, I guess. I don't really listen to Breakfast Club that often anymore, but, um. Uh, who's on there? What Envy and, and Yee? They weren't there, so it was just those two. And he, uh, he, I guess he was alluding to his show, Home Movies or whatever, where he had mentioned it. I didn't watch that either, but all I know is like the only person that made a stink about it, the only other news outlet outside of um, hearing it off of uh, Breakfast Club was BT, kind of made a stink about it. Like, what do you mean by make a stink. Like, they made a point, like, oh, is he, isn't he? What's going on oh, there? See, Nobody else no, said, I didn't hear it. There were no other news outlets that picked right. that up like it was an issue. Yeah, like, and it would be black entertainment television. <laughs> like that would pose an issue. And when you had mentioned that about earlier, where you had said how we have to maintain a certain image, and that kind of brought me back to how other uh groups have sort of evolved not every group but it, it kind of brought me back to Liberace how in his time he had to pretend that he wasn't gay like he had to maintain an image even though he was obviously gay so so but then you lead on to like uh wrong choice of words I guess but uh but you got like boy George you got George Michael right niggas, niggas still haven't reconciled with Prince you can't tell me that was a straight man. You can't. 
that was a man who was of his and he he's always said that but look at him see that's that's problematic man where you going like there's not a look to being gay there's not a and and really like my 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 i'm of the opinion of there's too many people in the world anyway Everybody ain't got to be fruitful, multiply. So if you want to be gay, be gay. And who cares? Like, what you do in your own bedroom or whatever, like, I'm never going to see that. So why do I even care if you're gay or not? And I'm not going to say you're gay because you out on some heels or you got to, you got to, you got you wear a bob or you got a quiz outfit or you crawling around. Okay. You're, you're, stumbling in the into the absurdity of your own statements right there i have zero problem with prince if he's gay straight i really don't give a fuck but if i see a dude walking down the street in a dress and he has long hair prince never wore a dress i I didn't say he did let me finish basically if i see young thug in his dress with his fingernails and toenails painted in some heels i'm gonna assume he's gay that's not a problem like you're you're absolutely right when you say there is no look to being gay there is not just like there is no way that being black doesn't mean you talk in a specific manner right but but you can tell somebody's black by their voice a lot of the time like it's not wrong to say oh shit you sound black like it, it could be white dudes who sound black, it could be straight dudes who look gay. <laughs> Let me tell you the wildest thing, man. Like, cause I I do a lot of Shazam. Like, that's one of my favorite apps. So I'll pick up a song. I don't know who it is, and I'll like Shazam that shit. And like, oh, this song go hard. And that's the funniest thing to see, like a picture of Young Thug, and he look like maybe it's maybe like that his face. Looking <laughs> 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 like the goddamn cover girl. <laughs> Or in a dress, and the song is hard as hell. That's funny as shit. <laughs> yeah, man. It's it's all about. I don't see anything Prince wore that was really outlandish. But hey, I'm the one with the see-through rainbow button-up shirt. Yeah, you're, you're not a good judge. Of, like your character is in question, nigga. You showed me a shirt, and I seen your nipples. Like you all, like nah, back up, bro. <laughs> I'm good, man. Nah, man, I'm progressive. Aggressively progressive, fashion forward, man. But all right, man. So we've we've talked about Lil Nas, talked about. So these people are very successful. Lil Nas, biggest single ever. Gerard, I mean, uh, Tyler. He sell. He sold out. Uh, you know, Madison Square Garden. His his albums peaked at number one. Say, oh, wait, wait. One thing we didn't say though, like with Tyler, he did it kind of like Lil Nas X did. Like he didn't. Uh, he wasn't using his sexuality as currency in pop culture. Because you can do that. You can pander to the the left-leaning Hollywood music business bubble. You can do that. He just was out there and was being himself, got famous for being himself. Right. But he wasn't giving the us, the public, all of himself. And he decided to do that. Or he's trolling. I'm not sure which one it is. But yeah, but I would say he's probably not trolling. I think that's just the way he raps. It 
if listening to any previous Tyler the Creator, which is just where it wasn't anything about sexuality, he's rapping in the same ki- same kind of cadence, same kind of um, manner and graphic manner that he would about anything when it comes to his sexuality. So I would think he wasn't trolling by doing this, you know. I've seen Wayne kiss way more dudes than I've seen Tyler kiss. I'm just saying. <laughs> Fair point you made. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I'm just, I, I don't know. Like, he says it, so yeah, I'm buying it. But, like, if I'm being 100% honest, like, he, he might be trolling. But that's, those are, and I, I struggle with this term. Like, I don't like saying the right way to come out, but, like, for lack of a better term, like, yeah, they, they did it right. They, they, I respect how they did it. Now, now we're going to get into people who kind of fit the other side of that coin. Like, when you say, oh, there's a right way to come out, and that means there's a wrong way. And we kind of got into this earlier. You were like, well, like who? Kevin Spacey been molesting dudes for the past however many years me too and all type of dudes like and when he I got caught it, up just said grabbing men by the pussy <laughs> exactly he been grabbing the men pussy like for years and shit like so when it comes out that he's been doing this shit he says oh by the way I'm gay like I, I'm not molesting dudes like I'm just gay like yeah that's Kind of not how that works, though, Kevin Spacey. Like, what What are you talking about? You still there? Shit. Hey, you started. All right. All right, so we were just talking about, um, and again, we didn't like to say the right and wrong way, but this was clearly the wrong way. You got people like Kevin Spacey who has been me tooing dudes, uh, grabbing dudes by the pussy or whatever is the equivalent of that in the gay man world. Oh, and in Chappelle parlance, grabbing men by the pussy. Exactly. So once it came out that that's how he was getting down, like that's the way he liked to do it and shit, he came out with a, oh, no, no, no. But I'm gay. Because <laughs> gay men can't be persecuted, right? Like, uh, no, man, that's, that's not what it is, bro. <laughs> Gay man can't be charged with sexual assault of minors. Oh, shit, that's horrible. I wonder if that was the legal advice. I mean, this guy's got a lot of money. He's won a lot of awards and stuff. I wonder if some lawyer told him that. Like, hey, here's the move. Like some PR <laughs> lawyered yeah. up guy. And you know what? Like, I think it's a pretty effective line of defense just in rape and sexual assault cases like the thing that the defense attorney does is well what was she wearing look at how many people she's been with she's a slut like that that's the thing so that's already intrinsic in our homophobic culture that oh gay dudes are sex crazed like it couldn't have been sexual so he obviously wanted it He's gay. He's gay. No, he wanted it. Like he, he wanted him to grab his grab him by the pussy. <laughs> <laughs> and he's rich and famous. They just let you do it. 
according to the president. Yeah, um, and with him, I mean, the latest with Kevin Spacey is that he has been acquitted, mm-hmm. paid it off. Which means absolutely nothing for justice. Like, that that doesn't mean he didn't do it. Wait, the uh, witness just stopped cooperating, right? So there was, uh, I, uh, I didn't, I wasn't too close to the story, but I heard that uh, at one point they tried to admit into evidence the cell phone and there were deleted text messages from it. And that uh, kind of put the, the plaintiff or, yeah, I guess that was where they would be the plaintiff in a negative level. Right, because it felt like they he was hiding something by having these deleted text messages from their from their conversation. So it kind of kind of uh, put it, that person's integrity into question. Oh, so he did beat that case. Yeah, yeah, he's probably still a piece of shit. I've heard he was a racist and shit too. Man, I'm, oh, you heard he was a racist? I didn't hear that part. Yeah, but like he was he real hard to work with. Like, I, yeah, I heard, I heard that. But it was weird because, like, I mean, he's a good actor or whatever. But honestly, you put any it, it, it's so interesting, man, because you could put anybody in these roles and, and give them awards, and you'd be like, oh, okay, they're a good actor. Like, I mean, I don't really know the difference between good and bad actors at this point. It's if you're in a good movie, then you're a good actor. Like, so mm, no, 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 not not the case. But I mean, if he's so difficult to work with and he's molesting all these people, how did he get so far? Isn't there a ton of other white guys that could have filled in and played those roles. What made Kevin Spacey so special that he can get away with all, all of that? I'm not familiar enough with the Hollywood world to answer that but from what I know like much like in sports if you if you bring it like winning solves all problems like if the better you are the less the more of your bullshit people will put up with like he, he's he's definitely a good actor like American right. Beauty he played the fuck out of that part you couldn't put Dane Cook in his role in it, or Adam Sandler in his role in, uh, in American Beauty, and have that movie be that movie. Like it doesn't work like that. Yeah, you couldn't have like Will Ferrell playing who he was in, in Glengarry yeah. Glen Ross. Exactly. But that may lead itself into perceptions because that. I mean, I don't want us to go down this rabbit hole, but people always say this person can't act, this person can't act, and I think a lot of that has to do with your loaded perception of that person. I mean, it, I mean that's a, I mean that's a good example saying, hey, Dane Cook couldn't play Kev, play Kevin Spacey's role in American Beauty, but that's based on the fact that we're seeing Dane Cook as this hacky, uh, you know, passe comedian with uh, with no range. But how do you know? Like maybe he could have played that role if you're given all of those resources uh, and you're given this this role. I mean, because when a movie comes out as an Academy Award winning movie. It's not necessarily something that was made in somebody's basement and nobody heard of. It, no, that's it, exactly the kind of movies that win, though. It's not the movies not, that everybody no, sees. No, 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 not that. I'm not saying that. Like, but it's not something being. It's not a hood movie being made in a basement. It's a movie that is made particularly to win that award. 
So if you're in that movie, it's already loaded to be in that direction. So it's not coming out of nowhere. So there's a lot of resources put behind those kind of movies. So who knows, Then could have probably played that role given the right opportunity. Okay, so and here's what I have to respond to that. Like, it's not necessarily uh, winning an Academy Award doesn't mean you're the best actor. Like, if that movie wins Best Picture, that doesn't mean that you win Best Actor. Like, when people have standout performances, they have standout performances. And the example that comes to mind is Robert Pattinson. I think that's his name. The guy from Twilight. The dude who was the vampire in Twilight. He's up for Batman. Now, when you hear that name and you hear Batman, a lot of people like, the guy from Twilight? No, fuck that. That's going to be some bullshit. We don't want that. But after he did Twilight, he's a serious fucking actor who took serious, meaty roles and acted his ass off in them. I didn't really see most of this shit, but... I've seen enough to be like, oh, shit, he's not just this. There's a difference. Like, uh, and we can go back to Adam Sandler. Like, Adam Sandler isn't the best actor, but in certain roles, like, he had click. You saw that he actually had talent for acting in that or Punch Drunk Love. Like, he, he, he stood above the Happy Gilmores. Like, you haven't seen that from Will Ferrell. You just haven't. Like, and a little bit, he kind of stepped out in that movie where he was playing that husband who was, uh, he had his shit out on the line or whatever. But, but some actors are just better than other. Like, you'll never confuse Kevin or Will Ferrell for a fucking, oh, I was going to say Al Pacino, but he's become a fucking caricature of himself. Or for a... a Shit, a, a a good actor, like any good actor, just name or a fucking Don Cheadle. <laughs> All right. All right, fair enough. I mean, that's, I feel like, you know, it's all about perception with acting. I think you people have these perceptions of someone and sometimes they're able to break the mold and break out of it. But that has to be a concerted effort for him to do that. Because like, like, that you're making it seem like you plug anybody into a big budget blockbuster and they'll perform. Perfect example, Lion King just came out. Donald Glover, one of my favorite people, Beyonce, they didn't perform. That movie's going to make a billion dollars, but it's in spite of them, not because of them. They didn't give standout performances in those roles. Like, Beyonce sucked. It was bad. Objectively. Mm. Not perceptive. It was objectively bad. Mm. I didn't even see it. And I haven't heard anything about it, which is always a good indicator. When there's a lot of hype about a movie beforehand and then it's just flat (laughs) afterwards, no, it's trash. It's kind of like the Chance album. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I ain't heard nothing about that. I, I, I skip Have over you it. Listen to it. Nah, like there's, there's a uh, I, man. I listen to acid rap today. I, I love acid rap today. I, I probably would never will. Um, but uh, moving on, so, so, so I guess that is a litmus test of who's a good actor, who's a bad actor, because if. Dan Cook was doing this. He probably would have been got called out about it, and he wouldn't have had the career. But Kevin Spacey was so he good at that. Exactly. 
that he was able to get he was able to get that off for for a very long time. Very poor choice of, <laughs> of phrase, but moving on to to the next person who this is a bit of a conundrum. So we have here. Uh, she was a Fenty model. Shout out to Rihanna. And this uh, is going on with the uh, the wrong way to come out. <laughs> this is definitely the wrong way to come out. But thing is, objectively, I, I, is she didn't. I mean, she definitely no, the wrong. Just read. Way. Just just go with the story. Don't explain. Just go with it. But so the story is: uh, it's a model named Carissa Pinkton, Pinkston, um, who you know she's she's you know light skin, freckles, wears a fro, kind of like very slender looking um, woman who and what she said which was said to be transphobic which is a very interesting thing is that she clarified that while transgender people want to be perceived as male and female but that in the biological context they are males and females um, basically saying hey you can say you're transgender but I mean you can say you're a man or a woman uh, here's, here's the direct quote. Uh, she posted on Facebook, being transgender does not make you a woman. It makes you simply transgender. And on the surface, I mean, that's like one plus one equals two, right? It says necessarily transphobic. But in this day and age, how progressive things are, all the binary, his, her, ex, this, gender neutral bathroom, that. That was a very controversial statement for her to make, apparently. Yeah, which is which is crazy to me. To a lot of backlash, um, we have someone uh, on this article that I'm looking at from from uh, from this publication, Newsweek. It says, "What is happening on Instagram with the model Carissa on our IG hashtag Twist Pinkston? She is claiming she's a trans woman, but supposedly had transphobic comments in the past." And one of her friends is actually saying she is lying about being trans. All right, wait, wait. Let me let me read her coming out party. So, I think this is Instagram. She posted, uh, "I wasn't I wasn't ready to come out about it yet, but today I got fired, and I've been receiving hate mail and death threats ever since. So I'm being forced to tell the truth. I'm transgender." I transitioned at a very young age, and I've lived my life as a female ever since. It's been very hard to keep this secret, but what I said about trans women is a direct reflection of my inner insecurities, and I have since come to realize that I am a woman. We <laughs> all are. Oh, all right. Wow, yeah. But I've I've seen baby pictures of Carissa. I've seen her fully naked. I've been around this woman long enough to fully know her. We have many trans <laughs> friends. This conversation would have definitely been brought up. <laughs> that's one of her friends saying, "Oh no, nah, that's not true." So, what? I mean, that's just wild. Like, I so that goes in this whole identity is like. Whoever you view yourself to be, that's who you are, and it shouldn't be based upon biological whatever. So if you feel like you're it's such a touchy subject, man, that's tough, man. That, that's that's new territory right there, yeah. man. Like, cause who? All right, so if you're What's a dude, you can say that you're a woman and 
people are expected to treat you as a woman, but like that it's normally like that's something that people transitioning say like if you're transitioning into a woman like you're wearing women's clothes and you're taking hormones and you you've you're trying to look like a woman but what if you're just a dude like what if you're just a regular dude and you say i'm a transgender woman like I, i'm a woman inside i expect you to respect me and address me as a woman even though you're just a regular looking dude well you do that um i think you can do that but you can only do that if your ringtone is cheryl's cheryl crow song i feel like a woman <laughs> that's the test. If, you, if that's your ringtone then alright we're good Okay, so that brings me to the next point so who's to say that she's a woman born a woman who's to say that she isn't a man on the inside who mm -hmm. feels like a woman mm. but she, she's a no. say what mentally she thinks she's a man Physically, she's a woman, and she's been fighting mentally with this idea that I'm actually a man, but no, I'm... No, 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 no. I'm actually a man who should be a woman. So, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a woman, but I'm a fake woman, because I'm a man who I feel is a woman on the inside. But on the outside... On the outside, I'm just a regular woman. But y'all don't, don't know my struggle. Right. So, her problem wasn't what she said. Her problem was she didn't mm. double down enough. She should have doubled down on the initial statement if that's how you feel. Everybody got the right to their own opinion, even if it's ignorant and ridiculous. You you got to deal with the consequences of it. But she would have been in. Trump probably would have hired her for some shit. Like you you got to stick to your guns if that's how you feel. That's how you feel. She fucked up when she backtracked and made up the oh I'm a trans woman. Okay, that's cool too. Stick with it. Double down on it. Fuck you. You can't tell me. Who do I identify as? I'm a man on the inside who thinks he's a woman. Oh, who are you? Me? I know who I am. I'm a dude playing a dude disguised as another dude. What? You a dude that don't know what dude he is. Or are you a dude who has no idea what dude he is and claims to know what dude he is? What the fuck are you guys talking about? Even though I'm actually already a woman, though, but mentally. Double down. Like you know, mental health, <laughs> man. So mentally, she may have thought she was a man, even though she was a woman. So she went through a transition. She had she transitioned mentally from thinking she was a man <laughs> to now she thinks she's a now everything's a line. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they all are. We're all, we're all they, women. Face. And here's the thing. She she apologized for that too. Uh what what did she say? What did she say? No no she did not. She should not have. I disagree with it. Uh If you want your job back, you got to apologize. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You Who's like I mean that, that that goes back to the actor thing like okay, actors are put on certain pedestals, they do certain things. Who determines if what what model is greater than the next model? So, like, models are, like, she had this charm life she was living. Of course, she's going to go back to kind of groveling and, and apologizing and going on this whole campaign so she can get back in the fold. Because there's a bunch of other women, like, why go, why go to Vogue, though? Like, what I'm saying is, you said your <laughs> shit, stand <laughs> on your shit. Fashion and, uh... Now she's got to be a fashion over model or no, something? No, no. See, you, you, you thinking small. I'm thinking big. Like, you you said your shit, stand on your shit, 
And yeah, you can't be with Vogue no more. Fuck Fashion Nova. I'm not going down. Holla at Trump. Yeah, I said because, what I said. She could be the next Secretary of Defense. <laughs> I mean, he does like to hire models. It, you see what I'm saying? That's the paper bag. She could be the Secretary of State. She, yeah, she, it, it's yeah. like anything with a secretary because she's still a woman and it's Trump. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Well, Stick to your guns. You know, like you're a secretary, like when you're secretary. Well, to, that, that's to, probably to, what he thinks. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. But yeah, man. So, yeah, man. So, uh, you know, she, that happened. And uh, that's wild. And I mean, even Mario. So that's a very controversial thing. You can't say that. You can't say you can say whatever you want to be, but I'm going to say it is. You can't do that. You got to let people roll with however they identify in this day but and age. But isn't that what they're doing to her? Mm. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Hey, but... um. You'll go, you go to war with people that buy ink by the barrel, you know? Facts. Facts. Media is on the other side of this deal, man. They tried to get your boy A.C. Slater on the same thing. Yeah, definitely. So moving on, man. So uh, good segue uh, into um, this new day and age of kids, man. So that brings us to Willow Smith. I mean, not Willow, Jaden Smith. Jaden Smith. So... You know, this is Will Smith's son, successful. I mean, he's doing a lot of good stuff, man. A lot of great stuff. He did this food truck where he was just giving out vegan food to homeless people. They didn't want that bullshit. They wanted, like, a <laughs> cheesesteak or some fried chicken or some shit. He gave him some vegan bullshit, a brown paper bag, in a in a, in a a uh, food truck that said, I love you. Get the fuck <laughs> and then not, And then he's selling water and cardboard, which is smart. And then he, and his music's pretty good. You know what I'm saying? He's yeah. that. He's doing I'm just an icon living. <laughs> so, so I mean, he sometimes refers to other friends, like you know, other kids that he's grown up with. Well, not necessarily grown up with, but Justin Bieber comes. I'm sure he didn't grow up with Justin Bieber because Justin Bieber got it out the mud. But um, that's a weird thing to say. Justin Bieber got it out yeah, the mud. Justin Bieber definitely did not get it out the mud. He got it off of YouTube, nigga. Like he was. No, you doing no, no, he didn't. No, he... That's getting it out the mud. Nothing. That's getting out the fun, nigga. Just okay. So you're making me sound like a Justin Bieber hater, and I I'm not really familiar with a lot of Justin Bieber's music. Like the one song that I am familiar with, it was a super early on song, like right after he kind of got known. It was a one one less lonely girl, like one less lonely girl, something like that. That's not but, the point. The point is no, how. Let, let me let me finish. So how he came to stardom was doing YouTube videos on his own, okay. and then Usher uh, caught you know you know co-signed him, and then the rest is history. So he got it out the mud. Getting it out the mud is getting it on your own. You said that like he had a lot of clicks on YouTube. That's not who Justin Bieber is. Justin Bieber is a international star. And it's not because of his YouTube videos. It's because somebody picked him. Like I said, when I was listening to him, he had the One Less Lonely Girl song. That was like his, I don't, it was early 
Justin Bieber production with the whole All right. behind him. Man, we're not about to argue about the virtue of Justin oh Bieber. Oh, my God. Let, let, me, let, let me just finish. Like, All right. Stop Hurry being up. a bitch, man. Come on. Hurry so, up, man. Being a bitch, man. You want go going fanboy over Justin Bieber. That's not the point of this story, but go ahead. Go ahead. Enlighten us about Justin Bieber and how much you love him. Go ahead. <laughs> so, Justin Bieber got plucked. He made that song, and I'm like, oh, shit, this song isn't bad. This is actually a great song. But I didn't like the song because of Justin Bieber. I liked it because it sounded like something a young Chris Brown, a better artist, should have been on. Like, it's like the production, the lyrics, like everything that I liked about the song wasn't Justin Bieber. Like, they put him, he's Elvis. He's new age Elvis, but I'm not mad about that because it's a black man getting paid off of it. It's a black man saying, hey, if I put a white boy in this role, he'll make me a million dollars. That's what they said about Elvis. If we could get a white guy to sing this black music, we'll be millionaires. They did it with Justin Bieber, Bieber but it's a black dude reaping the benefits, so I'm not mad. Like, so he didn't get it out the mud. He's basically an industry plant. Like, they picked him to be the face of good music. You put Chris Brown in his spot, Chris Brown turns into Chris Brown. Justin Bieber is not Chris Brown. He's not as, he's nowhere near as talented as Chris Brown. Chris Brown, I would say, got it out the mud more than Justin Bieber. That's all I'm saying. He didn't get it out the mud. He got handpicked because he's white. I just knew he died. He started off at YouTube. That's my idea of him getting out of the mud. And like, nah, oh, that's some no. raw talent. Let's put some money behind him. Blah blah blah. Yeah, yeah. oh, uh, he, not raw talent. He's got some following. People watch his videos. Let's put some money behind him and put him on this, the, into this machine that's designed for a more talented person. Let's yeah. take this job from a more talented black person and give it to this white guy because he's white. All right. Cool. But whatever. whatever. Back to Jaden. Like, <laughs> and I. I kind of feel the same way about him that I feel about Tyler. Like, he says that shit, but they say a lot of shit, him and Tyler. Like, and they're known for trolling. So when he comes oh, out yeah, and says, referred to Tyler as his boyfriend, too. Yeah, he referred, right. referred to Tyler as his boyfriend. I but. don't know if that means there he was actually his boyfriend or is Jaden on his jaden smith philosophical i'm wanna appear a lot deep no i'm not gonna say that like i'm super deep so i'm looking at it from a different angle is he trying to destigmatize like non-binary or same-sex lifestyles by saying by saying oh i'm gay that's my boyfriend like yeah and knowing he's not gay like just to say it's not a big deal yeah, I can joke like that because it's not a big deal. What if I am? Who cares? It's not a big right. deal. So I, I, but what that means is like me on the outside looking in, like I don't know what the fuck is what. Not that I care, but it's just not that's clear. That's the point. I think that what you just said is actually the point. Who cares what's what? And I think that's exactly. the direction that what Jaden Smith is doing. Who? Sh why? Why? Why should anybody care? But that's always. Uh, but that has always been a, a, a part of entertainment, especially like how, you know, your entertainment news shows and and, um, you know, your your blogs and TMZ and all that stuff is always who you're dating, who you're dating, all this kind right, of stuff. Right. So that 
you know, you so you can't say who cares because there is entire industries based on the fact that people care who you're dating. And he's rubbing his nose at that by doing things like this to destigmatize that whole idea. So using this platform to say whatever, because, hey, I'm secure in who I am. I'm already rich. You can't really affect me in any negative way. So I'm just going to say whatever, whether it's true or not. You, it's up to you to decide. I don't have to live up to some kind of perception or, or have some sort of image to be successful. Or he's trolling, <laughs> which could be the case. I, 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 it's not that's good. what I'm saying. That, that, that's what I'm saying. He's probably trolling. Right, okay. Because okay. it doesn't, I'm being mysterious about this, that it doesn't really, you know, I'm destigmatized it, and it may be me trolling or maybe me actually being gay, but who cares? I make I good say the same thing about Tyler. Or I do a lot of good stuff for the world. Ooh, here, here we go, though. What if it came out that Lil Nas wasn't really gay? Wow. <laughs> yeah, so, see, yeah, that's the thing. And I'm like, that's actually progress for us. We're sitting up here thinking that people are actually lying about being gay, as opposed to people lying about being <laughs> not gay. I think that's right. Progress. This, that you're this is definitely progress. You're not questioning somebody's sex. Like, is that question? That's like a, a like a double negative. Like, so it's a positive. So you question <laughs> their sexuality, but you're questioning if they're lying about their sexuality. So that's a whole positive thing that we're doing here. Yeah, we're and, very progressive here. Where, lead, where things are leading. <laughs> so enough of that, man. Let's talk about NBA, man. Let's talk about NBA free agency. I know we're a little late for it, but let, let's let's get in our perceptions on. Or, you know, our prospects for this this upcoming year here, man. So, you know, Pistons, man, we looking good, man. We got uh got the former coach of the Raptors at the helm. He drafted the French uh, Zion Williamson and Sekou. No, I will not let I will not allow that. <laughs> he is not the French Zion Williamson. That, that, that's bullshit, man. No, man, no, no, never, no. Pistons are not looking good. They might squeak into the playoffs to get put out in the first round again. Like they're, like we got a whole bunch of washed up ass niggas. Who do we get? We got D Rose. That's the only one that's washed up. Who else is washed up on the team that we acquired? Blake Griffin, not Blake a pirate, but we got. We, He's in his prime right now, man. What are you talking bro, about? Shut the fuck up. Griffin <laughs> is not washed up, man. What are you talking about? He's advancing his game, man. He's like now trying to create a jump shot for himself. He can still jump out the gym. He can still put up fifty. He's so he's still, not. No, he does not the, jump out the gym anymore. All right. You know, you know who Blake Griffin is. A slightly more athletic Antonio McDice. Antonio McDice used to jump out the gym in Denver. Then he blew his knee out. He came to Detroit and developed a nice mid-range jump shot. <laughs> he was a good player. Not in his prime. We, I think we – was he on the team when we won the chip? No, nah, I don't think so. No, I mean – but, shit, he he took us there. Like, yeah, we upgraded to Rasheed, who was also not in his prime. The Pistons have a history of getting washed niggas, but sometimes they, uh, they overachieve. Couldn't say that with Ivo because we also got Allen Iverson after Denver who didn't do shit. Dude, he's only 30, man. He's not washed. Who? Blake Griffin. Blake Griffin? Yeah. No, 
when you consider all the injuries all the time he's missed, that 30 is like in all the games they play in a season, that 30 for a regular walking around person is like 60. <laughs> yeah. That nigga probably has four more years in the league tops. Hey, negative, man. I'm, I'm a realist. But speaking of the NBA, like, this, and this is slightly off talk, off topic, but I just, this has been bothering me since it happened, since the NBA Finals. One, Kevin Durant is a bitch. How so? And not just in a sense of, wait, what did Jay Z say? How do you put it? Not in the sense of having a pussy, but a pussy having no goddamn sense trying to just. He, he's a bitch. Like, pussy has no goddamn sense trying to push me. He's the type who negative things are said about him, negative things are said about all public figures. You take it, it comes with the territory. You're making millions of dollars. You let it roll off you and you keep it moving. Not Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant makes a burner account. And he'll comment shit on the criticisms of him as someone else. Oh, yeah, that's pretty trash. That's that's a bitch move. That is very very much a bitch move. So I'm using that to frame this next thing, what I'm going to say. The Warriors wanted to keep Kevin Durant. They wanted him to stay. When when he re-injured his Achilles... The general manager went on a press conference and cried, cried fake mm-hmm. crocodile tears, completely fake, no tears coming down. But he was <laughs> on a, at the podium and I, I was struggling to wrap my head around it. But considering the fact that Kevin Durant is a bitch and the Warriors were sucking his dick so hard because they wanted him to come back. What I really think happened is, oh, they knew he tore his Achilles when he went down initially. If you don't know, like, he was running down the court and he looked back at his leg like somebody kicked him and he grabbed it and he kind of limped off the court. That's what happens when your Achilles pops. Like, it feels like somebody kicks you. That's been reported. That's what everybody said it was. Oh, his Achilles is fucked up. His Achilles is fucked up. But they reported it as a calf injury. So when he came back, he came down, he was jogging up the court, he hit a couple threes, and then uh, I think he put up like 11 points, 13 yeah, points, something yeah, like that. He's like, yeah, like 12 points in like the first three or four minutes of the game. Exactly. But then went down again. Yeah, you try to make one, you try to you try to uh, spring off of one leg, try to uh, drive. Yeah, that's when he got fucked so, up. In my opinion, and this is just, I've never heard this, this is just conspiracy theory me. I think they knew he was injured and he faked that fucking injury to make it look like he was a warrior because the general consensus is he's soft, he was leaving, he didn't want to be there, and that would hurt him in his image. So he got the Warriors to, hey, I'm injured. We're going to say it's something else. It's really Achilles. I'm going to go out there. I'm going to run a couple plays. I'm not, I'm not going to endanger myself, but then I'm going to go down again so it can look like I tried to come back and help the team. <laughs> I think that's what happened. Ah, man. I mean, I'm rolling. But you know what fucked it up? I'm rolling. You know what fucked it up? Uh-huh. When Clay Thompson went down, went back, and came back out and shot them fucking free throws on his torn ACL. This really fucked up. It, it took all his shine at that point. He's like, man, fuck y'all. I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> so he tore his ACL? Clay Thompson? Yeah. yeah he oh, tore wow. his ACL. He out for the, the 
until like All Star break. Half of next season, at least. Like yeah, I think they ain't looking for him until like All Star break. Exactly. Exactly. Mm. But that's why K. That's why KD left, man. <laughs> he wanted to be the hero, but Clay took it from him and shit. Like he actually got injured. So he's already injured. And then he tried to he knew he was still injured, but he faked being injured some more. Exactly. So he could so he could get that that little oh this nigga he he got the heart. He wanna play. Like they gotta drag him off the No nigga, you, you was injured, man. It just <laughs> But that's that bitch. That's that bitch ass I'ma make a burner account tendency. Like that I, I don't trust you like you you, you that type of dude. That, that's how you cut, that's your character. Clay Thompson don't have that. Clay Thompson has is has been nothing but a stand up guy. He don't have no character flaws like you got. Like leaving your team that was one game away from the finals to join the team that beat you. Mm. Like he's been dealing with that. So yeah, like no nah, man, I think he faked that injury, bro. <laughs> I'm rolling, man. I'm not. I, I'm fucking Katie like that, man. It's just new. His shoes have always been trash. Like that fucking boom booty had on. I I was like, man, you need to talk to you need, you need to talk to Nike, man. That's just trash, man. Who's buying these bullshits? Some some of them are straight. Some of them are straight. But let's go to the antithesis like. of KD. Let's go to. What it do, baby? My nigga Kawhi. Do the Kawhi laugh and shit. That was better. <laughs> so my version. Kawhi, as if you don't know, he left the San Antonio Spurs because they was on that fuck shit. They misdiagnosed his injury, and he caught all type of shit from considered one of the most classy franchises in NBA history like they're class personified like they do everything the right way hard working not a lot of uh glitz and glamour they just everybody does their job they do it well and they have one of the most respected coaches in the NBA like hands down Greg Popovich who instills that that whole culture so when they say he can play. He's just not coming back. And he's saying, no, they're saying I can come back, but my shit not right. It makes it look like he's holding out or he's not for the team or right. he's not holding up his end of the bargain. But as a player, your primary goal is to is to play in the NBA. So if right. you're injured, you don't want, especially if you're one of these top tier people who Kawhi is hands down top five in the NBA. Like mm -hmm. I would have him in top three, but nobody has him out of the top five. Right. So his health is a big issue. So when you have a story franchise as respected as the San Antonio Spurs and a coach as respected as Greg Popovich instructing his teammates to no go go in the media and. Say no, he could play. He could play. He just we don't know why he ain't playing. The doctor said he good. Yeah, that's trash, man. Yeah, trash. So what he did, he got the fuck up out of there. I'm leaving. I'm not fucking with y'all. Did the Spurs make the playoffs last year? Last year, uh, yeah, I'm I, I'm pretty sure they did and got put out by I don't remember who they were playing. I, I'm pretty sure they made it though. I'm not I'm not I'm not a hundred percent. I think they made it though. It. I mean, but. that kind of goes back to my whole actor thing, man. Like, 
he's considered a great coach because he put up the numbers, right? Okay, like he's he's won a lot of games, but he won a lot of games with the same people, and I guess that's a good thing that he won a lot of games with the same people. These no, these, no, 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 no. You, he look, won a lot of games. To Robinson, and then he had a nice succession plan with Tim Duncan, and he brought along Ginobili and Tony Parker. Uh, wasn't a lot. It wasn't a. It wasn't a lot of of uh, change or, or, or dynamics when it came to the core of the San Antonio Spurs for a very long time. And I guess you deserve a lot of credit for maintaining that team and having that culture. But in this new age, I mean, Kawhi Leonard was a different kind of player. He couldn't handle, like, did he evolve as a coach or is it still my way sort of thing? Whereas okay. this yeah. is a symbol of maybe he just had, he just caught lightning with these, with this core group of people and had a lot of success, but maybe he's not, one of the greatest coaches of all time. No, he's definitely one of the greatest coaches of all time because of what you just said. Like, it's not about the players he had. It's about the players he had fitting into that system. Oh, yeah, they were seventh last year, yeah. When, so when, when he gets, like, and you say, oh, he had the same court. Yeah, he had the same court, but he had a revolving door of other people. Like, he's... He's had the Michael Finleys, the uh, Dennis Rodmans, the Bruce Bowens. And no matter who he gets, they play his basketball. They play Spurs basketball. When you go to the Spurs, all that other shit you did goes out the window. And you play for Pop, Greg Popovich. You play his brand of basketball and you win. That's how it does. That, and that's what makes him a great coach. Like, he knows how to play basketball. He knows what's effective. And mm. The people are fitting into his system, not the other way around. You see what I'm saying? It's not like he got uh, Tim Duncan and said, "Okay, we're just gonna dump it down to Tim Duncan. We're just gonna pick up." Like, no that that was the that was the system. It's been the system. He had Manu Ginobili. He or, or a, a similar player is uh, or not a similar coach is. Uh, who, who was the Pistons coach? Oh, shit. Talking about Larry Brown? Larry Brown. He's a system coach. He's going to put, like, he went all the way with Allen Iverson and nobody else. They played defense, and he changed who Allen Iverson was as a player. He came to Detroit and changed the culture. Like, it, great coaches, that's what they do. They bring a culture. Larry Brown is one in a lot of different areas. One in college, he's one he's not won championships, but he's had he's had great runs with other teams. Like you mentioned the Sixers. I'm thinking he was the coach of the Pacers at some point. I might be wrong about that, but he, he won in college. Um, Pop has only been with the Spurs his entire career. So, Bill Belichick wasn't winning before he went to New England? Touche. <laughs> but right. it's a system. It's the same thing. You could plug anybody in and out. He's done that with problem players. You come to the Patriots, it's the Patriots' way. They got Tom Brady, yeah. Tom Brady's definitely an integral part of that, like a, a Tim Duncan or a David Robinson. But all the pieces around him, I mean, like, you got Giannis. He hasn't won shit yet. Like, he's really only – well, no, I ain't going to say he's really only because they've been making the playoffs. He's been making – and he's on the cusp. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, they were just in the conference finals. Yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. Like, but this is recent. Greg Popovich has been doing that this for the past what 20 years. 
All right, yeah, I mean, it's settled. Popovich is a, is a great coach. Okay, but he just yeah, did a uh, job with Kawhi. Kawhi was supposed to be the next up in that succession plan as far exactly. as built around but That great coach, that great person that we thought he was, he showed an a ugly side that we had never seen before with the Kawhi shit. So Kawhi is injured, and right. he comes back, and the, the team doctor is telling him one thing. He goes to get a second opinion, and his doctor is telling him something different. But they're, like, kind of trying to push the issue and kind of pressure him into coming back before he was ready. He leaves, gets traded to Toronto on a one-year deal, and that is a fucking amazing deal for Toronto. Toronto traded DeMar DeRozan, one of their core people, who Mm -hmm. was best friends with their next best player, because fuck it, you, you might leave after a year, but we want you. We're going to try and get you to stay. We believe in you. We're going to try and win this chip. We need it now. And he sat out for, what, six months of the season? Wow. And he wasn't even 100% when he went over there. And they came. he came back, he meshed, and he won the, they won the fucking chip. That's that that some gamble right there. Like that They could paid run. the fuck off. Yeah. But... They treated him with respect. They didn't treat him as a cog in a machine. They said, what What do you want? What do you need? We're going to respect you as a person, like, and not try and pressure you to, like, and they, and what it did was it made the Spurs look real bad. Yeah, I mean, so that being said, I mean, I guess the uh, Spurs have a bit of a cult of personality situation where yep. it's Popovich's team, which I mean, and it's it's a player-driven league now. It's shifted, you know, and he's probably late to the party on that, man. It is a player-driven league. I mean, that that's, a, that's you know, explanatory and the way players move now. Like, right. Kevin Durant didn't even meet with anybody with the Brooklyn Nets. They had no idea he was coming. He just decided, hey, I'm going to play with Brooklyn. Ain't that wild that the owner of the team finds out that Kevin, that somebody's coming to their team on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. That's wild. It, and it's working for the NBA. Like, I saw some stat where I think the, uh, it's when they were looking at, like, they were measuring it based on who follows, like, you know, you have your, your league Instagrams. Right. NBA Instagram, 39 million followers. Um, next, next closest one, I think, was like 15 million followers. I think that was like the NFL or something. Right. So they're doing something incredibly well, but but when you say uh, I got caught up in that whole call to personality thing, like, hey, I'm the coach or I run this. Now nah, the players running now, man. I think LeBron gets a lot of flack for, it, but I think he kind of led the charge in that whole decision thing of, hey, I'm I want to play with who I want to play with and decide where I go. I'm not going to be beholden to, hey, this team drafted me, and so right, but white man be- is going to decide my fate. Go ahead. Before we move off of it's good for the NBA. Like that, that was interesting because when you say it's good for the NBA, what do you mean? Who's the NBA? The NBA is the players. The NBA is the fans. The NBA is wrong. Oh, culture. The NBA is the owners. Nah, that's the NFL. No, the owners of the teams make the money. They pay the players. The NBA is the owners. This is not good for them. Oh, you it's good them. for business. It's good for eyeballs, but it's loosening their power. Like who's, the who's NBA is. Power? Say what? 
Whose power is being loosened by this? The owners, right? The, exactly. The okay. NBA, which is the uh, the group of owners. The people who own the teams are the NBA. The players just play in the team owners league. So when the players get more power, that's bad for the NBA, which is the National Basketball Association. The association is the association of team owners. It's bad for them. It's not bad for them. And I'll say it's not bad for them because they are in a position where they can play, they can pay somebody four years, $140 million. They can't do that in the NFL. They, they are not in a position where they can play people, or I said play, where they can pay people what they feel they're actually worth. Because much like the other black sports, and I'm talk, I'm I'm hollering at NBA, I'm hollering at NFL, I'm hollering at uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. The NBA and the NFL. Ha! Yes. Touché. The MLB, there are no salary caps. You can pay a motherfucker whatever you want. You could give a player a billion dollars if you wanted. Soccer, hockey, you can pay somebody whatever you want. In the NBA, there are salary caps. One person can only make this much. I did. Wait a minute. Are you sure about that? There are salary caps. A team can only pay players so much money. I know that part, but I thought all all leagues had that. No, it's only the black leagues. Oh, wow. Ooh, you hit on something. Yeah. Mm. NFL or I take shit even golf golf the whatever they should call soccer. Anywhere where there's a white people they mm. can and you know what else is the case? You can come out of high school. Right. You you, you can be a sixteen year old mm. and be a professional. You can come out of high school in hockey, come out of high school in baseball, you can come out of high school in tennis, you can come out of high school in golf. But now in NBA, you gotta you gotta do something. You gotta go to college for a year. You gotta do something for a year. And now NBA. also, you gotta have a degree to be an agent. Only one. Plus, in the same thing in the NFL. You you can't come out of high school and go to the NFL right. no matter how good. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you're good enough. College football. That's what got yeah. man. What, what was my man Maurice Claret? I mean, he went from being a Heisman Trophy national champion level running back to being a goddamn criminal because of right. that rule. Yeah. But, yeah, so, okay, I, I just Googled, um, you know, what professional leagues have salary caps. And today's NBA team must pay a luxury tax if they exceed a payroll of $119 million. A $34.6 million salary cap was introduced in NFL. So, yeah, only the black leagues. NBA and NFL have salary caps, and you have to – you have to use your talents for free for longer in yep. yep. sports than you have to do in the sports that are predominantly non-black. That's wild, man. That's wild right there, man. That's That goes back to the whole thing about America, man. America is built on profiting off of the labor of black people, whether it's throwing a ball through a hoop, throwing a football down the field, or picking fucking cotton, or sharecropping, or share or the prison industrial prison complex. Complex, goddamn. Yeah, pretty much. So they're paying these people millions, but don't get it twisted. They are making way more than they are paying them, and there's a cap on what they can pay them. And it's not a cap because oh, we got to do this for any. Re- it's arbitrary. It's 
just so we don't pay them what they're worth. We stay in control. So exactly. So uh, this is good. This player shit is good for the players. It's good for the fans. It's good for everybody, but the NBA, meaning the owners of the team and the people in control. And I would say the same thing is happening for the NFL. When you look at a Le'Veon Bell, who said, you have to give me my contract. You can't franchise me. And that means like they pay him a certain amount and he blah, 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 whatever. What he said was, fuck you, I'm not playing. I'll sit out for a year. Yeah, you so, all care about that NFL. Yeah, yeah, that's well. The NBA has uh, that same type of thing, but that's not the point. The point is the player said, "Fuck you! I'm not going for it. I'll sit out this entire year, and I'll go to another team who will pay me after this year." And that's what the fuck he did. So now you have that as the uh, as a way to get out of the league having the power. To say we're not gonna give you a new contract, we're just gonna franchise you. We're not paying you what you're worth. We gonna put this on you. Fuck you, I'm not playing. So now the next high-profile dude can do the same thing, and you see that reflected in the NBA with uh, what's my man A AD. Mm -hmm. He was playing for New Orleans. He's top five player in the league. He said, "Fuck you, trade me. I want to go to the Lakers." They say, "Fuck that." He sits out. He's sitting out all type of games. Nah. They end up having to trade him because you don't, you can't have that cancer in the locker room. So they, they trade him. He goes where he wants to go. You know who hates that? The fucking league because now the next person can say that same thing. I'm under contract with you for the next however many years. But I don't but want to be. No, I want out. So and, wait, let me finish this. Let me say this last thing. <laughs> so that, that's been looked at by people as, oh, these dudes are making millions of dollars to play a game. They're under contract. They should they should honor their contract and they should say what they they should stick with the team that they signed on the dotted line with. But they're not taking into account the team of trade. You want to play and ride back from a loss. Yep. You land and be playing for a different fucking team or not, be not even at tell all. you. Like, not even tell you. You find out from fucking Twitter that you playing from a different team. They'll do that. They'll cut you. They'll they they don't the same rules don't apply for them. You're making millions of dollars for playing a game and everybody's shitting on you for it, but they're making billions of yep. dollars. They ain't made one and nobody says yep. shit about that. They ain't make one fucking layup. They inherited their daddy money and bought a team. Or inherited the fucking team. Or inherited the team, right. Hollering at you, the buses. <laughs> so so in a larger context, it's a conversion of thought, meaning, you know, hey, there's a you know, brought to you by Converse. However, I mean you can't deny that that's that's progressive. That that's better for the players. What's happening? They're setting these precedents exactly. where they decide where they can go. They can decide to link up and play with other teams. But you very you've uncovered something that is very very telling. That we have all these restrictions and all these requirements and these salary caps and these tags for the predominantly black leagues, where it doesn't exist in these other leagues that aren't dominated by black people. However. I wonder what may happen with, like, you see a lot more black, you see a lot more black faces in uh, on tennis courts that are successful now. You seeing mm -hmm. some black players coming to the NHL. You know, uh, let's see what happens in terms of are they going to change the rules on, on these in these areas Ooh, to to yeah. to uh, what is it to uh, kind of like mitigate like stabilize. No, it, it's more 
is it predominantly black? Right. Like, it's the predominantly black leagues. Like, so I don't think tennis will ever be predominantly black because or hockey, or, or or hockey exactly. Like, I I don't see uh-huh. that happening. Like, and it, even further than that, it goes to look at hockey. You can fight. It was encouraged. They're trying to move away from that now, but that was a thing. Nobody calls hockey players thugs. Like that, that it doesn't That's happen. Crazy, but you call it a thug because you want to walk into your you're paid to be really good at basketball, and you're really yep. good at basketball. But yep. you call it a thug because you're wearing earrings on the way to the game or <laughs> the locker room. Court. To change it to your basketball uniform. To change to a basketball uniform, they change it. No, you should wear a suit. Walking into the fucking stadium. But you could scrap on the ice and knock each other's teeth out. Those aren't thugs. You're not a thug. Wow. Yeah, man. We're uncovering. Oh, and, and look at baseball. Yeah. You could yell at the refs. You could throw 100 mile an hour baseballs at people and hit them. Like, all of that is a jerk. You can't yell at the umpire. You'll get kicked out. But. You're not considered a thug. You're considered passionate, whereas Draymond Green is considered a thug because he argues with referees. There you have it. But let's move on to the news because we, we're running kind of long. Hey, man, this is fine. Oh, yeah, so I guess, yeah, we'll save Wu-Tang for, for another day. Um, so, I mean, we already in the vet, you know what I'm saying, uh, conspiracy brother Louis Newton over there already got the antennas up, man. So let's get to let's go, let's get to racism in, in the news, man. So much of it, man. Let's start off with Florida, man. Took matters into his own hands. <laughs> <laughs> that shit was wild, man. I saw that video and I, I kind of felt for him, man, because it's – and if you don't know what we're talking about, um, in Florida – uh, black dude got pulled over by a cop, and, and it went viral because he actually tried to pull off with the officer once the officer at one. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm gonna play the video. Tonight, a driver is facing an attempted murder. I'm telling you right now, stop, stop. Watch as Seminole County oh. team traffic stop. No, that's not it. Terrifying ride. No, because the, the thing is him saying, man, I can't go, like, him pleading and shit. They, that's the news story just putting it, or they showing us him driving off. Yeah, so they put him in a lighter like he's not, he's the bad part. Oh, we need to go. I'm going to Your birthday's probably on the 5th, is it? Yeah. Why there would be a hint, faint of, of. There we go. Here we go. So you need to get that changed. Yeah, I will. Right. I'm doing this new project down here. Um, the homeless community thing they doing? Okay. I'm building that down, working down there, building on that and stuff. Mr. Rudolph. Yes, sir. Is there any reason why there would be a hint, faint of, of weed coming out of your vehicle? Do you smoke? Do you have any friends that smoke? Anything like that? No, sir. Just black and mild. Probably black and mild smoke. Just black and mild. No, I know the difference between black and mild smoke and this and that. Do you, do you have any uh, marijuana in the car? So there's no marijuana in the car at all? Okay. All right. Can you, can you do me a favor and just shut the car off for me? What happened, sir? Huh? Well, I smell, I smell marijuana, and you don't, have a, you don't have a car, so I'm not... I, listen, listen, listen. I'm not, I'm not concerned with some personal use stuff, man. It doesn't even warrant my time. Would you mind shutting the car off, please? 
He knows some shit about to happen. As soon as he called for backup, he looked up at him. Now he's grabbing him. Oh, he pulled off. He pulled the gun out. He got the pistol out on him. Funny part is, man, that dude, that black and mild never left oh, that. Oh, wait, hold on. They just. They, he's begging. Oh my God! So he's pulling off right now. He's reaching out, like grabbing the gun that he's pointing at him, like, cause it looks like he I, he was about to get shot. Like at that point, I don't know what's going through his head, but you he's reach, he's telling him, please, please don't shoot. My hands are up, don't shoot. And he's pointing his gun, so he pull off and he grabbing the. It was just a bad situation. So I'm a white devil's advocate. Couple of takeaways from that, man. Um, you hear all this news about cops shooting you at the faintest wrong move, hesitation. I mean, this nigga got dragged. Still didn't shoot. Still didn't shoot. It's, it, it was, I mean, he was probably a decent <laughs> cop, man. He was one of the good cops. Like he was explaining to this dude the whole tent thing. Wait, he, okay. Uh, oh he, no, I'm let you finish. Let me finish, let me finish man. He was explaining the whole tent thing to him, like the, the ratios. Um, you know, he was like, hey, weed's not worth my time. But that might have been a whole nice guy act to to uh, try to get this guy jammed up, which is probably what that dude felt, man. I feel like that dude had some PTSD, maybe been in jail before, maybe had a nice guy cop. And then he flipped the script. So they hear him start saying them codes and all that shit. And then that nigga got triggered and just took the fuck off. But gotta get that cop some credit, man. He didn't blast him. He didn't. He didn't nope. charge his weapon. You don't get credit for not murdering people. I get that. <laughs> <laughs> I totally get that aspect. But in this age, when the slightest thing happens and they shooting people, like I just saw a story of this kid, twelve years old in Chicago, got shot in his knee. The, the officer said, "Hey, put your shoes on." The officer grabs one of the shoes. Why the kids try to put his shoes on? And then he gives, then he allegedly gives the guy his shoe, gives the kid his shoe back, and then ends up shooting him in his knee on accident. <laughs> his bedroom, this twelve-year-old kid in his bedroom, and he gets shot in his knee, and now he won't be able to walk or, or run normal for the rest of his life at twelve years old. Meanwhile, you got this guy being dragged on the fucking freeway and not shooting. I mean, you got to give yeah him again because one person does all right because. Jeffrey Epstein. I'm not on some blue lives matter shit. You know that, but I'm just being, you know. No, because... you're the you're the white devil's advocate. We know who you are, but because Jeffrey Epstein is a billionaire who sex trafficked children, doesn't mean you're a great billionaire because you don't do that. You only sex traffic adults. Like you don't get credit for not doing some shit. <laughs> and again. The, the the cop didn't shoot. He didn't shoot at him. Granted, but the the focal point of this entire thing, everything was good. 
when he was telling him about the tents. That's a ticket. When he said, I smell weed. The dude was like, what? I, I got a black and mild. What you mean you smell weed? I, I, it's no weed. In, I, look, you see me smoking a black and mild. Which, no, no, I smell weed. Oh, yeah, we're going to need some backup. Mm. That's when he started tripping. And that is one of the things those dirty cops use yeah. to, what? uh, to what's the word I'm looking for? To justify pulling you out the car, searching your shit for some more shit when you haven't did anything but be black. Like, he had the tents. Okay, I got my tents. I, I didn't realize, and he said that. I didn't realize. I thought that was just for the back, blah, blah, blah. No, you can't have tents. Okay, cool. Give me my ticket. No, now I smell weed. Now I'm calling backup. Now it's something different. Now I know you want some bullshit if I'm not smoking weed. We don't, and that's the thing. For the video don't show smell. You you don't know if they smell weed or not, if he smell weed. But the dude who's in the car knows that you're bringing back up to pull him out of that car for what? He don't know. He pulling off, which isn't the right way to handle that, I would say. But It's like, a scary situation, man. It's tough. It, exactly. Now, now he got the gun in his face. He's trying to, he's begging, please, please, please. So, that, that's not right. He was terrified. Yeah. That's the, like, honestly, man, that's the scary, like, if you're a black, like, you have, unfortunately, there's always going to be some level of anxiety being a black man. You can do everything right. You can be going your way to work, on your way to school, on your way to church, but you're in a car. That makes you a target for the police to do some bullshit like that and say, hey, I smell weed and call for backup. And who knows, plant some bullshit on you or whatever. Yeah, just picture that for a second. Picture you on your way to work. Like, you just dropped the kids off. You going to work, and they get you get pulled over. And you having a conversation with the cop. Everything's going on. And then he says, why does it smell like weed in your car? And you don't smoke. Nobody you know smokes. And you know that. And you know he doesn't smell weed. But he said, no, no, I, I smell weed for the camera. And then he calls for backup. Mm-hmm. Like, imagine what's going through your yeah. head. Uh, like, yeah. It's... That shit's cr- so I'm, I don't know if he smoked or not. I don't know if there was a smell of weed in the car, but I know that cops will lie and say that. Like, so I can't fully condemn this dude for doing that shit. Uh, I, that's why I was feeling like, man, that might have been some PTSD type shit, man. They got right. figured off of that, man, because it's like, even if, and we, we've seen that, like, they can hold you without any charge like they could have locked him up seized his car all types of shit and he's just in prison because he doesn't have enough money for bail even though they haven't proved anything exactly so that that's another thing that doesn't get talked about like you talk about all these gun violence deaths like mass shootings and i'm not talking mass shooting in the sense of a white supremacist shooting up a whole bunch of people to further white supremacy i'm just talking about when four more people get shot or when you see somebody close to you get shot like i've I've been through that like i've seen that like i've seen more people get shot and die than i care to go on about but black people don't get afforded the same type of Oh, he has PTSD. He needs help. Mm-hmm. With, with when we have these run-in with police, when we see the news stories about police doing fuck shit that yeah. could one hundred percent happen to us, and we're in those situations, yeah. we're expected to oh no, 
do what they say at this certain way yep. and it shouldn't happen to you when we see people doing that and it happening to them but the police officers the people who've been through months of training and years on the job yep. they're allowed to say i was scared so i, I shot was that scared oh it and get off on like that's a valid defense like the like that's this is that that twelve year old kid that got shot. The dude that did it is probably going to get off because he said, "Oh, I had it. I had his shoe in my hand and I shot him on on accident in his knee." Yeah, he he, he feared for his life for whatever. Like that's all you got to say. And even like, the way this story, like I mean, you the initial clip that we saw that was like a minute fifty two on national news. I don't know if that was NBC or ABC or whatever. It was oh this poor deputy got dragged by this thug is is the perception right. exactly. so now, but you know that's wild man it, it flipped from this guy like I, I was looking up what could happen I, I didn't really see what centennial county that's in that's in central florida so i i would argue they're probably not as progressive as say dade county because dade county the law if you get caught with possession of marijuana or whatever is just up to a year and a fine who knows what it is and Orlando, but that's besides the point. You can get locked up and jammed up and and not have your bail and be in the system. Exactly. You know, but exactly. now this this guy is going from wait, hold on, hold on, real quick. You went from that. Wait, wait, no, this this is going to what you're saying. So you were saying about the, how the oh this thug blah blah blah, Florida man drags cop from car after being asked about joint he is smoking. Mm, wow. <laughs> what was that on Breitbart? No, this is news.com AU. I don't know if that's a different uh, is that Australia. Sounds like Yeah, man, maybe. I, I don't but like, smoking. He was clearly smoking a black and mild. It was addressed that he was smoking a black and mild like it, that but it goes to what you say is how they frame it. And the news story like I had to go to several videos when I was playing it to find one that wasn't that didn't just start off with the officer getting drugged. They didn't put in right. the part of the, the I smell weed. And he's saying, no, this is a black and mild. What you talking about? They didn't put that in. They didn't put out, put him being personal with, with the officer. They didn't put him saying, oh, I'm volunteering at this shelter. Like they, mm -hmm. He said that shit. Yep. Or not at a shelter, but whatever he said. Like they, didn't put, they don't put that in. They just put him driving off because mm -hmm. like, it's the perception. And let me, let me, uh, and this is how bad this shit is because any, the perception, like say a black person sees that, will probably say, why didn't he take the black and mild out of his mouth? Why is he talking to the police officer <laughs> with the black and mild in his mouth? That was, you'll, that's, you'll say not that. Not just me, nigga, not just me. <laughs> I said, how we know he really smelled weed? That's what I said. <laughs> you said why he should why, why isn't he enunciating better? Like why he, had he did that shit. Black and mild is about the whole damn time. Like damn, he drove off it. He loved the black and miles, man. Yeah, that, that was your first. About peeling off. <laughs> but going going from that to to your. your so, I mean, we see how bad black people have it in this country when it comes to our legal system, even with the fact that there are countless stories of, of white supremacists, white nationalists infiltrating police forces. I mean, they recently had a story in Muskegon where this guy had 
all this KKK memorabilia. So they know, nationally, people know what we're up against, but still, they're still framing it as the black person is the problem in these interactions and not even years after the fact that we've seen on camera cops killing people over, like, traffic stops. Exactly. But what you said that, like, I want to touch on that for a second. So that happened in Muskegon. That's in Michigan. So Fox 2 Detroit was reporting on that. So I I shared it not because of the story, which was fucked up, but was what was really telling was the comments, like the comment section on Fox 2 Detroit. Like, so I'm pulling up right now. I'm going to read some of the comments. Okay, so I'm looking at the story right now, and some of the comments are like, he had an application for the clan and comments like the application was from 1940. So seriously doubt it's his. I have seen this stuff in antique stores and such. So it's fine. It wasn't just a application. It was an entire house and entire rooms filled of Nazi and KKK memorabilia. That- I see a wrongful termination case coming and he could win. It may be a bad taste, but it felt falls under free speech and privacy in my own home. You're a white supremacist as a police officer. You can't have those views and do that job. Right. You're a, it's because you're a public. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're a public servant. You're, right. Exactly, a public servant. You're supposed to serve and protect. But if you have this idea that there's a group that you have groups that you feel are inferior or inherently prone to crime. Exactly. And you and ten years ago you killed a black man and got away with that shit. Yep. And and a Michigan police officer, this is poorly written because it's some racist white piece of shit. Anyhow, what's in his home is his own personal items. Unless you have Nazi memorabilia and you're a police officer. Right. I'm, so that begs the question. Who's okay to be a white supremacist or have that kind of relics? Like, <laughs> right, like what job can you do? Can a baker, oh, yeah, just, who can be racist? Like, can a baker be racist? Are you worried about they're going to put something to eat cake? Or can a gardener be racist? Yeah, I'm, I'm not eating gardener. Gardener, gardener, you wouldn't be white. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was going to be my go-to. Like, you, you can mow my line. You could, uh, a construction worker, you can be racist. You can fix the roads and be as racist as you want to be. That doesn't affect me. If I can, if I if I can go to Home Depot and hire you to do my drywall, you can be racist. Hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Pretty much. You gotta be. You, so you can be racist if you're Mexican, is what you're telling me. <laughs> <laughs> They're hard workers. Like, yeah, I think they earn that right. If you work hard enough, you can be racist in this world. But if if your job is just walking certain around, jobs, it, it's certain like <laughs> by work. If you're you're manual labory enough, you can be racist. Like you, you can't be running a bank. You can't be in charge of my loans. Like you can, you can't be the dude who decide what my interest rate will be. You can't be that dude and be a racist. But if you want to fix my car, well, if you work in a warehouse at Amazon, can you be racist? Uh, yeah, that's manual labor. Yeah, manual labor. You do manual labor, you can be racist. It's a lot of racism. I, I work at, uh, at a big three plant. Like, uh, it, it's a lot of races in there. But 
You don't know who's buying that they car. Like, you don't look at the car and be like, oh, I know a nigga's driving this one. I'm going to loosen this boat a little bit. <laughs> like, no, we just make cars. <laughs> Very good, man. So, all right, yeah. You do a manual labor, you'd be racist. It's cool. As long as, yeah. as you can't, as long as you ain't control, as long as you can't pull me over, exactly. as long as you can't More decide for my, my interest. Livelihood. But, but real quick, we, you, I just touched on something because when you think about it, is that racism? Ah, uh, because racism I would to being in control of something and having exactly those. those now you're just bitter. Like you can be bitter, so you can you be. No, there's there's a word for that. It's it's you're not bitter. You're a bigot, and I have no problem with bigots. Bigotry you can feel however you want to feel. Cool. You can't affect my livelihood. Racism comes in when you affect my bottom line, my safe uh, life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. Mm-hmm. My my freedom against unreasonable searches and seizures when that shit starts being effective it becomes racism and the dude cutting my grass can't do put that on me can't put that on you so you can be a good white people you just can't be racist yeah a lot of these white girls dating black dudes is bigots truth be told like yeah you 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 a big just because you got a mixed kid don't mean you ain't a bigot yeah. But I, I think that's a good place to leave this. We, we we got into some good shit. We dived in and we mined and mined the culture. And because it's what we do, this is anthropology. We mine and mine culture. So yeah, this Lou Money signing off. Uh, yeah, check us out on all your various platforms. Uh, shoot us an email if you if you got a comment or you want to disagree, which we uh. We'll, we'll, we'll uh, shout you out and, and read your comment uh, and give us a review. Only five star reviews over here. Top five, top five. Those get reviews. We shout you out. Uh, Till next time, uh, Louis Newton, Lou Money, Bell Furious and Spirit. Uh, we out. Peace. Peace.